Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is your host, Frank Congelos. You know, our show this week is a continuation of our last week's show. Uh, last week, our show got started on talking about uh, student athletes and helping them to get into colleges if they were looking to play uh, beyond high school sports. Our guest for our show, and welcome back, uh, Patty Adorna of Turn to Sports Consulting. And just so that our listeners know, uh, Patty, why don't you just briefly tell us a little bit about what Turn 2 Sports Consulting does, just in case we have one of our listeners uh, new this week. Turn 2 Sports Consulting helps athletes get recruited and play college sports, simply. And the other um, facet to what we do is educate. We try to to educate schools, teams, organizations with the whole recruiting you know, education piece as well. Great. So, Patty, last week we left off, we were talking a little bit about, you know, what the opportunities were for kids. Um, we went through the percentages of kids that actually go on to play college sports and what happens from there. And why don't we start this week with talking to our listeners about, you know, there's really three levels of college sports that people hear about. You hear D1, D2, D3. You know, we're in March Madness right now, right. which is... Yeah, you know, thrilling. Yeah, it's in year. the air. Yeah. So... Why don't we explain what the differences are with the different types of programs and what it means financially and academically, and we'll go from there. So, Patty? Sure. That's a common question that, that we address. For the most part, Division One and Division Two in the NCAA can offer athletic scholarships. Division Three cannot. So your state schools in New Jersey, for instance, Montclair and Kane and Stockton and Ramapo, may not offer athletic scholarships. What the schools or coaches typically do is offer academic scholarships, and that's purely based on a, a student-athlete's grades and SAT uh, performance. The higher that you go, Frank, you know, to make it simple, because there are some, you know, it can get a little bit more involved, but the higher level you play – Typically, the more competitive it is, the more intense it is, the more the bigger the commitment it is. What I like to tell, um, you know, kids that we're addressing is, you know, if if you turn on the TV, typically that's Division One. <clears throat> Those athletes are bigger, stronger, faster, you know, faster, quicker. They are. They're just right. athletes can go. Coaches can buy athletes, so you go out and you can buy for the for the most part the best. There's more money, more scholarships. The Division One schools, there's you know there's levels within each level. There's high Division One, there's lower Division One, and the same with Division Two and Division Three. All three have the same format. You know you have your your ranked schools in the country, and then they fall after that. Um, the beauty about Division Three athletics, though, and I think it gets a really bad reputation, is you know <clears throat> the NCAA makes sure that the student part comes first. So they have rules and regulations in place where coaches may not and cannot have athletes more. You know, in season there's rules, obviously, uh, of practice and competing and travel schedules and whatnot. But in the off season, um, they, they can have them only a little bit in order to do, you know, individual skills and training and whatnot. So truly they want athletes at the Division three level to experience college Right. In its glory. Whereas in Division One and Division II, uh, the coach does own you. That, that phrase is true. Um, it's a bigger commitment. They have you the whole, the whole year. Basically, you have a job. You, you, have, you, have, a full-time, you have two full-time jobs, right. Frank. It's a full-time student and a full-time athlete. 
Um, so to play at a higher level, you really, really have to want it. Patty, it's interesting you say uh, two jobs. And, you know, you mentioned student. And one of the things that I'd like you to uh, maybe mention to our listeners is what are the requirements for someone to actually get into college? You know, and when I say that as an athlete, if they were looking at D1, D2, D3, is it just that you're an unbelievable athlete or is there more to it? In other words, if we're showing up and I got a 1.0 GPA, but I'm a really good football player, um, is that going anywhere? You're going nowhere, Frank. I hate to say so, it. So there's yeah. there's, there's a lot a, more yes. that's involved here, which is I want our listeners to yes. get this so that th- we're spending our time with our children in the right areas. Grades are everything, and academics is everything with recruiting. Coaches are not there, – there are standards. There's academic standards in place at the NCAA and even at the NAIA and junior college level. You have to have minimum standards in order to play at – various levels, and we can talk about that for probably a half hour alone. Um, For instance, the NCAA just upped the standards for all freshmen right now. So if you're in the class of 2016 and you're listening, you, at the the very least, have to come out of high school with a 2.3 grade point average and a minimum of 1,080 SAT score on the math and critical reading, which is not easy to do. Um, to play Division Two, to play Division Three, there's different standards. But no, you have to be a good student. After a coach identifies you, or you know, as an athlete of interest, someone I think I want based upon your athletic skill level, the next question out of my mouth is, what kind of student are you? Because you have to be a student that a I can get you into my school, b that you're not going to be a risk. Um, and see, you're going to help my team academically with the profile because there's a lot of, um, shall we say, good things that come out of coaches and their contracts when they have athletes that you know, are teams that have high GPAs. You know, the, you know, they. It's a better story to tell, better, and it's, it's easier better, to recruit. That's right, and you get better contracts. You get you know better everything. So there's a much larger emphasis on academic progress and academic success right now. Once someone does get recruited, okay, just so that our our listeners understand this as well, if a student spends too much time partying and their grades drop off, do they have risk in that, the student? Can you lose your scholarship? Oh, absolutely. Uh, First of all, a, a coach can take away your scholarship at any time for any reason. It's a one-year contract so that it's you not, sign. So it's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee. So if you're partying, you're breaking rules, you're not performing to the level that I want you to perform, they can take away your athletic scholarship. And if you receive an academic scholarship, there are, there's a GPA attached to that, too, that you have to achieve. So you, 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 when you get in, you still have to work. You know, so actually you probably have to work even more once you get into college. We've been saying pretty consistently on our show that, you know, with regard to getting your your children ready for college, it's really about what I call that whole package. It's them being, you know, the the full person, uh, the grades, you know, make sure the academics are there. And it's also making sure that if they are an athlete, that they're performing at the level that can get them in. And it's a very small percentage that we spoke about prior. It's a small, but you know what? Any athlete can get recruited. Frank and I know we'll get into this a little bit. Uh, If you have the basic ingredients or the basic traits that every coach looks for, you can. Any kid listening out there that aspires to play college sports can play, but it's hard work. 
you know. Why don't we, what is it that um, kids that want to play or, you know, what should they be doing? Well, first, you need to be a good student. We talked about that. So, yes, you have to work hard. Uh, What I tell all the athletes that we talk to is you have to work as hard in the classroom as you do in your sport. Should be equal. It's got to be balanced. It's got to be balanced. Um, you need to do that. You need to be training correctly, trying to get as big, strong, fit as you possibly can. You need to be playing competitively uh, outside of high school. High school athletics is important. Obviously, it is, but you still have to do other things in your travel or club teams. If you know football doesn't have that opportunity, but most other sports do, you need to get the exposure. Um, and the competitiveness that college coaches need to assess you. Um, so those things you have to be doing all the time. And then once they have all that together, what is it that they should be doing? In other words, how, how do they package a kid? In other words, you know, is, and I, I know what the answer is going to be, but I'm going to bring this up. So does the parents get on the phone and they start calling coaches for the kids? Um, what should actually happen? What's the right thing to do? What's not the right thing to do? And because we have limited time, I'm going to ask you and say, Patty, hit some of the highlights of like, here's what you shouldn't do and don't do this. Okay. Real easy, Frank. Parents, zip it. Do not do anything aside from in the background and push your kids a little bit behind and say Encourage. Encourage. Once parents are involved in the recruiting process, it's over for the college coaches. They want nothing to do with you because that means that that, co- that parent is going to be in your, probably in your business the entire time they are with you in college. It's such a turnoff. I can't express this enough. This is the thing that we emphasize the most. So parents, all you should be doing is, um, you know, just being a cheerleader. And, and what should the kids be doing? The then? kids should be. Now, you're, just because you're good, you're not going to get recruited. So what you need to do is get your information out to the coaches. Really, you have to be proactive. And you have to let coaches know, hey, I'm here, I'm interested. So what typically you do is you get a player profile together, which is just your resume of sorts with all the information a coach needs to begin the evaluation process. You have to get video skills or highlight or both together. And today, with you know the age of technology, with YouTube, Everything can be done right through the computer. You can create these web pages, you know, yourself, attach your YouTube, um, get it out to the coaches in a personal manner. Don't, no mass emails, dear coach. Everything must be personalized. Get it out to the coach and then follow up with a phone call. Hey, coach, I'm interested. I'd like to talk to you about recruiting opportunities for whatever year you're graduating. You know, and then what the coach is going to say is, okay, you know, Frank, I'd like to come out and see you play provide me your schedule, and then the evaluation process begins from there. Very good. And, Patty, and just kind of wrapping up, uh, working with a professional like yourself, that that's your primary business, um, what is it that you're doing, if you can just give me the Cliff Notes version, because we are running out of time today? Basically, what I just said to you, what I do is help athletes assess what their interests, needs, and skills are. And everybody's different. There's a college for everyone. So what I help you do is just figure what that is, listen to you, ask your questions, get a profile together, and then put a list of schools in your hands that fit your criteria. And then, yes, help you get your web page profile together, your videos together, write your letter to coaches, teach you how to talk to coaches, what to ask, you know, all of that. It's step-by-step So you basically guidance. coach them through the process. I am a recruiting coach, Frank. Perfect. That's exactly what I do. 
Very good. Thank you so much, Patty, for being with us today. Um, our guest today, again, Patty Adorna of Turn 2 Sports Consulting. You've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is your host, Frank Congelos. If you have questions, you could write to us at the Institute of Responsible Wealth, 2431 Atlantic Avenue, Manasquan, New Jersey, 08736, or email us at info at ifrw.com. Thank you and have a blessed week and a happy Easter.